Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of She, 12th episode to date, third episode of 2020, and I'm super excited to be talking to y'all again. I hope you guys had a beautiful week last week. Um, I know I have had a pretty damn good time. Um, I recently uh, took the silicone replica of my vulva that I talked to you guys about and I painted it a beautiful metallic gold gonna frame frame it gonna hang it up in my room um and proudly display it and it's gonna be beautiful so I told you guys that I was back on tinder a couple episodes ago um I am no longer on tinder anymore as I uninstalled the tinder app because I matched with someone who I felt like I connected with a little bit um knock on wood again because everything could be in shambles next week who fucking knows but cross your fingers um this also kind of ties into the story we're going to tell today that on top of um you guys remember a couple episodes back whenever I told you guys that my partner and I went to a lovely, we had a lovely little date and we went to romantics and we picked up a few items. I would like to talk about one of the items that I tried recently. Um, <laughs> sweet Lord guys, this is going to be a good one. So without further ado, we are going to dive in and uh, we are going to fit the pieces of the puzzle together here. So I have not spoken about this at all on the pod because I like to keep dark and emotional things very private, but um, for quite a few months now, I have been dealing with um, a decrease, a decline in my libido, which is really not normal for me as I'm a very sexual human being, Um, and I've just been dealing with a lot of emotional shit. And we've tried to get back in the saddle and, and, and kind of work our way back to kind of where I was, um, you know, before the emotional trauma happened. Um, and Justin and I decided to pick up enhancement pills and we purchased a female enhancement pill called, I think it's called the kangaroo pill. Um, I don't know if you guys have tried this, but if you have, um, message me and give me your thoughts and opinions on it. Um, You're supposed to take it 20 minutes before engaging in sexual activity, and I took it um, one night when I was feeling particularly frisky with Justin, and I wanted to see how it worked and what it did. Um, It's not like what you see in the movies when people take enhancement pills and they're like, they want to fuck everything. Um, It basically just increased my blood flow a little bit. And um, heightened my senses a little bit. So that was really lovely. The thing that, well, Justin and I had really bomb sex. Like, it was really good. I felt like I was back to normal. Um, it made me really happy. But the thing that I really I noticed about this in particular was, <laughs> and it shocked me. Um, but I was horny after that for like three fucking days. Like, three days. I felt like I... like I just needed to get it out of my fucking system so after taking this pill and then having sex with Justin shortly thereafter I figured it'd be out of my system it was not um and it just so happened that I had a date with my tinder match um like a day or two or so later um and I was still horny I was still fucking fired up And he had no idea. Um, 
you know, at this point, I think it was probably our fourth date, third or probably fourth date. And (laughs) we'd not talked about sex at all. Um, we had not talked about sexual preferences. We didn't, we didn't go there. (laughs) We did not go down that road. And, um, needless to say, it kind of all came out at once. We went on this date, we hung out, we had fun. Um, we had dinner, we walked around, we talked. Um, and then we went to this pub to have a drink and, you know, after a couple drinks, I loosened up a little bit, you know, wasn't drunk, still good enough to drive, but I (laughs) felt a little bit more comfortable and, um, we kissed for the first time and let me tell you, (laughs) let me tell you guys, I felt like a fucking teenager, because I kissed this dude and I was like, okay, um, this needs to continue. We ended up making out in my car. And the next thing I know, the next fucking thing I know, my mouth is around a dude's dick. And we're in my car in a fucking parking lot in public. And I'm just like sucking a dude's dick in a fucking parking lot. Really brought me back to the old days. (laughs) Also, during this date, we were chatting, and then we both realized that he had messaged me on FetLife a few months prior, (laughs) and I didn't respond. What the fuck, man? Like, I, in that moment, my mind was fucking blown, uh, and I actually, like, looked up his profile and I recognized the message and recognized the picture and I don't know why I did not respond in that moment but I'm glad that we connected via tinder it's just all crazy how it kind of came full circle and it's honestly really crazy how I can be that fucking crazy um and horny for three fucking days so go get go get yourself a fucking female enhancement pill Go get yourself a kangaroo. So today, as you may have read in the title and or bio, unless, of course, you don't read, and in that case, go pick up a motherfucking book, but today, but, we are talking about butt stuff. I'm generalizing here, but the vast majority of men that I have come in contact with have kind of an obsession with anal. And I want to know your guys' thoughts and opinions on this. Um, but I kind of like, this is what I've experienced. Um, kind of all across the board, different types of guys. They're all into the same thing, and that is the booty hole. Now, I'm not here to kink shame. I 100% completely and totally understand the obsession with the booty hole. However, there is a bit of a double standard here. It's not a bit. It's a lot of a double standard. A very thick, dense double standard that I probably couldn't fit in my booty hole. I'm not saying that women don't also enjoy anal because there are a ton of women out there who just love putting stuff in their butt. Um, And I'm generalizing again, but a lot of women have at times felt pressured to participate in 
being on the receiving end of an anal play situation, even when they weren't really feeling it. I have met a ton of men who just really wanted to put stuff in my butt, and uh, though I enjoy putting stuff in my butt, sometimes when you mention maybe putting stuff in their butt, they get fucking spooked. There's this gigantic fat-ass stigma that if you're a male and you enjoy putting things in your asshole, that somehow makes you gay. The truth is that having a sexy lady stimulate your G-spot is like the farthest thing from gay. The only thing that makes someone gay is being a man and being sexually and romantically attracted to men exclusively. Putting stuff in your butt doesn't make you gay, bro. Also, if you are super against having anything put in your own butt, you shouldn't feel entitled to have your partner be okay with you putting your genitals or other objects in their butt. Nobody is entitled to anybody's booty holes. This this booty hole entitlement has got to stop. It's like okay if you're not into receiving anal, but if you're not into receiving anal and you have your reservations about it, you shouldn't try to pressure someone else into letting you put your genitals in their butthole. I'm just saying. As I just stated, I am someone who is into anal, but, but, let's, uh, new drinking game, let's take a shot, um, every time I say but in this episode, and you guys can, um, message me about how trash you get, but anywho, um, I enjoy anal, however, uh, I kind of have to be in the right mood for it, um, I feel like for me, a lot of preparation goes into it, um, and preparation doesn't always need to be done, because let's face it, if someone is putting stuff in your asshole, like, that's where feces come from, and like, they should not expect you to smell like flowers, Um, they shouldn't expect your asshole to smell like potpourri and they shouldn't expect like no poop flakes to happen because like that sometimes happens. Preparation doesn't always need to be done. If it makes someone feel comfortable, then preparation is fine. For me, I'm most of the time I'm more comfortable with preparation just because like Some days, if you have a big lunch, it's uncomfortable, and you're bloated, and you're, like, terrified. Um, I'm not saying that spontaneous anal can't happen, because you bet your sweet, potpourri-smelling asshole it can. Um, And I personally have some really good spontaneous anal. But most of the time, I do have to be prepared, and I do have to be expecting it. If you've never done anal prep, you should know that it's a lot of hard fucking work and you should only do it if it makes you feel more comfortable. If your partner is demanding that your asshole be sterile and smell like baked goods, then skip the prep and shit on their dick and then leave. Um, For me personally, I like to 
prep in numerous ways depending upon the situation. Um, sometimes I'll just make sure I have a really fibrous meal and make sure I have a bowel movement within a certain amount of time before I'm supposed to be having the sex. Um, or I'll do an enema if it's kind of more last minute, which honestly is not as simple as it sounds and it's kind of fucking awkward. Um, or, you know, sometimes if I know that my partner has a particularly large phallus or they have a particularly large dildo they plan on inserting inside of me or if they have a large fist, whatever it may be, I'll just wear plugs around occasionally to make sure that it's not going to be incredibly painful and that my muscles are a little bit more relaxed. I mean, sometimes whenever I just want to feel full, I will just wear plugs around because it makes me feel good. Um, and I don't mean just around the house. Like sometimes I'll put a plug in and I'll go out in public. I'll put something in my asshole and go to the grocery store. Thankfully, I've never had um, an incident where a plug has come out of my butt and gone down my pant leg and fallen onto the floor, knock on wood. Hopefully that never happens to me. Like, can you imagine walking around at the grocery store, just doing your shopping, minding your own business with the fucking plug in your ass, and suddenly it rolls down your pant leg, falls onto the floor, you look around, and fucking Nancy is clutching her fucking pearls in the baking aisle, staring you fucking down. Can you imagine being the Nancy in that situation though? Like can you imagine like you're you're shopping, you look over and a poor someone, a poor human is picking their butt plug off of the floor and hoping to god that nobody saw anything. Being a slut is fucking risky even when you're trying to do it inconspicuously. I have heard and seen a lot of women express that they are a little bit afraid to receive any sort of anal play because they're, you know, afraid of the pain or they've tried it once and it was painful. And let me just say that um, if you're doing it properly, it shouldn't hurt. Um, anal only hurts when one, there's not proper lubrication Two, your partner isn't making sure that you are relaxed and comfortable. Three, your partner is taking it at a pace that you're not comfortable with physically. There are a whole lot of factors that go into this. The best anal experience I have ever had was actually a spontaneous anal experience. And the reason why it was so great is because I was so relaxed. Um, Essentially, what was happening is Justin and I were fucking on my chase lounger, which apparently is just a theme for my life. Um, We weren't even planning on having anal, but he was kind of rubbing his dick, like, on the 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 outside of my booty hole and I it kind of I like I had a reaction to it and I was like you know what you're teasing me like I just need you to put it in there 
you know, when we just spit on it and it worked and I was comfortable and it was amazing. And I actually, um, had an orgasm just from anal stimulation, which I didn't even know was possible for me. So that was a wonderful experience. And I think the key was not only was I comfortable, um, but my, my sphincter, (laughs) It was being stimulated um, in a way that wasn't penetrative. And then also, I was on top whenever we did this. Which, if you've never had anal on top, if you've only ever done anal in a traditional, like, doggy-style situation, um, you know that it's very difficult for you as the receiver to really control what the pace is going to be like. Um, but whenever you're on top, you have like complete and total control on the pace of insertion. So that really helped as well. Those are some fun little helpful tips for you guys. Also, you want to make sure that whenever you are about to have anal, when your partner is about to put something inside of you, you want to make sure that you're not like bracing yourself and tightening your muscles because that just makes it a whole lot more painful and a whole lot more difficult. What you actually want to do is you kind of want to bear down and almost push out just a little bit and that little trick works fucking wonders, let me just say. Also, I cannot stress this enough, lots and 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 and whole fucking lots of lubrication. Some dudes are fucking idiots and they try to put the thing in there when it's bone dry like the fucking Sahara. I'm like, I need moisture here. I need lubrication. Like, I need you to fucking get the fucking oil can because I cannot be doing this shit. I also find that having the booty eaten also helps. And guys, like, don't be afraid to put your tongue on a booty hole. Like, it's really not a big deal. Usually you put your tongue maybe a couple of inches away from the booty hole. It's in really close proximity to the other genital areas. So, what is the harm in, you know, taking a little break and going a little bit farther down south? You know what I mean? These are also kind of my general rules of thumb for participating in things like fisting as well. Not even just anal fisting, also vaginal fisting. Um, You want to make sure you get proper lubrication. You want to make sure you're nice and relaxed. You want to make sure that you take things slowly and that you're in a position where you can control the pace. Um... And, you know, before you know it, you got a whole ass fist inside of you, and it's miraculous. This is the part of the show where we talk about shit men say. For this segment, I wanted to discuss, (laughs) wanted to let y'all know that I got a message on FET. And I figured that it was only a matter of time before someone from FetLife recognized me in a public setting because I have a pretty unique look, in my opinion. Um, I've gone to other states, flown to entire whole other ass states, 
uh, where people have recognized me because they follow me on the internet. And I mean, it's like cool, but not. In this instance, I thought it was maybe cool, but I quickly learned otherwise. He said, I thought that was you. I just got a haircut and I couldn't help but stare. And, you know, me being the playful person that I am, again, I figured it was a matter of time, you know, and I told him that I said, I figured it was a matter of time before someone from FET recognized me in a professional setting to be playful. I said, feel free to stare away, eat your heart out. You know, I thought this conversation was going to go in a good place, but he then responded with, I wouldn't say I'm eating my heart out. You look better without clothes. But I do love your red hair. Why is staring the only fun I'll get to experience with you? Because really that just seems more creepy than fun. I unfortunately have nothing to stare at now, but I guess I'll just settle for a haircut. First of all, he said that I look better without clothes. And I'm like, bet! Like, I look pretty good naked, but... I'm a fashion icon, honey, and nobody can fucking deny that I dress myself to the fucking nines, okay? Also, he said, why is staring the only fun experience I'll get to have with you? Okay, bitch, you are not um, entitled. You are, you are not, I'm not obligated to give you an experience with me. So you'll have to settle for staring and you should feel blessed to have been able to lay eyes on all of this, honey. I'm not going to give you an experience if you don't feel truly blessed just getting to see me in the wild. Sorry, buddy. Next. All right, it's time to wrap this bitch up, but thank you so much for listening to this fun-filled episode. Um, If you guys have any questions or comments, or if you want to leave a sexual rating from 1 to 10 of an experience, I can read that anonymously for you. Or if you want to be featured on Shit Men Say, you can send me a screenshot from your DMs and we can laugh together. Or you can send me a sweet, sexy voice message via my Anchor profile to be featured on an episode of the pod if you would like. Um, I hope you guys have a good week. And use proper lubrication. And I hope you get frisky. And enjoy yourselves, babies. Um, Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye, guys.